This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is none other than Derek Roddenbeck. He is an artist and he's looking to increase his revenue. If you want your chance to enter and to win 100 bucks each Monday on the show, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. All right, guys, Alex truly is a game changer, and so is our guest tomorrow. He's 25. His name is Nahal Kazim, and his revenue goal was 600K this year. His plan? Fire or get fired. Okay, Top Drive, good morning. I am here at Capital Factory with my coffee in my hands. I'm excited, and I think you're going to enjoy our host today, or our guest today. His name is Alex Bloomberg. Many of you probably know him. He's the host of Startup and CEO and co-founder of Gimlet Media. He's also an award-winning radio journalist. Prior to Gimlet, he was the producer of This American Life and the co-founder of Planet Money. Alex, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right, let's do this. So first things first, for those folks that maybe are new to podcasting and new listeners of podcasts, give us the 60 cent overview. What is Gimlet Media? Gimlet Media is a it's a podcasting, uh, it's a digital media company focused uh, solely on audio um, or, or primarily on audio. Uh, and um, right now, mainly uh, the way audio, on-demand audio is delivered is through the podcast. And so... Um, we're a podcast network. Makes complete sense. So guys, shows you want to check out things like, uh, again, uh, the Startup Podcast. They've also produced several new shows since then. Alex, you just closed, I believe it was a $6 million round of funding. Is that accurate? That is correct. Yeah. So why, yeah. why raise the money? You know, la- last startup I went through, we raised a bunch of money and, you know, we sold it. So it was successful. But man, oh man, it was a pain. Uh, well, we wanted to do it. Uh, we wanted to raise the money simply because um, we have, we have, we have plans for that. We need we, we have some capital expenditures that we want to do. We want to build up new studios, new offices. Um, and this will give us a lot more flexibility in terms of what kind of programming we can make. If, if it was, we, we're prof, you know, we, we, we have, we could pivot very easily to po- profitability, mm-hmm. uh, the way we're operating right now, like on a, on a, on a per show basis, all the, all the shows that we've launched are, are profitable. Um, but it, we didn't want to have the pressure on the business to sort of like be funding exclusively out of pro- out of profits, and we felt like with with more capital we could we could have optionality in terms of what we could we could make some sort of longer term investments that'll that'll take some more time to pay off, but that would that would lead to bigger returns down the road. So you, you I think you've got five shows currently: surprisingly awesome, reply all, startup mystery show, and then science verse. Those are all of them, right? Yes. Okay. Say, say that again. Sorry. You've got those five shows. Those are, I'm not missing any, right? Uh, th- yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's it for now. We're about to launch another one in, in January uh, called Sampler, uh, which is sort of like t- just looks at the looks at the best moments from from you know what's out there in the podcasting world. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, 
So, so, so help. So again, people, people hear about podcasting, you know, some people say, Hey, this is going to be a, 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 actually a detrimental threat to, uh, to radio. You're a guy that obviously probably has a really good opinion and perspective on that. Before we get there though, for folks that don't understand how you guys actually make money, how do you make money? We're, we're, uh, primarily ad supported right now. Uh, so we, we have two spot in every, every podcast that has, um, uh, what we call mid-roll ad, two mid-roll ads, which are two advertisements in the middle of the podcast. We take a break. We say it now, you know, a word from our sponsors. It's pretty old fashioned, you know? Um, and, and we are able to command a, a premium on those spots because we produce them ourselves. Uh, and we have a, we have a, we have a unit inside Gimlet that produces, that produces the ads. Um, so, uh, so they sound, they, you know, they're, they're a better experience for our listeners. They actually sound good and, and we try to make them entertaining. And Alex, are these, are these based off just a CPM and top tribe CPM just basically means cost per a thousand listeners? Yeah. I mean, we essentially like we sell them, <clears throat> you, you know, we'll guarantee a certain number of listeners and we'll sell, sell based on that number of, li- the, that number of listens. Yeah. So what is, what CPM are you guys charging just for a, let's say for a, a reply all show? I mean, it, it varies, uh, but we're, I mean, you know, sort of like, I think the average, uh, for the industry is somewhere between 20 and $30 CPMs per spot. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're getting, uh, well above that. It well above 50, uh, above 20 to 30 per spot. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah. trying to get a sense of how high, right? Cause there's a lot it's of numbers like, above 30. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you're being vague. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to come out and say exactly what yeah, the numbers yeah, yeah. are, but like they're, they're, you know, it's like, you know, if you, if you think of it on a, on a per show, if, if sort of like if the, if, if say like a, an average podcast is getting $60 CPMs per show, we're getting well above that. So, um, here's why I'm asking. Um, you can apply this to a rate card from a radio station. Yeah. The, the C, I'm trying to get a sense of are the CPMs you're generating, especially considering your background above or below standard rate cards at radio stations. I'm, I would be, I'm pretty sure they are. I don't know. I don't work at a radio station, so I don't know what their standard rate cards are, but I, I would, I would be, I would be guessing that we're getting, that we're getting higher CPMs. Okay. They are. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so walk us through the creation of a show, especially because you've got Sampler launching here uh, coming up in January. What does it cost to produce a new show like Sampler? Well, it costs, I mean, it costs a lot of money, you know, because a lot of it goes into development. Like we're, 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 what our bet is that, you know, as this, as this, as this medium matures, that it's going to be heading in the, in, in the direction of sort of premium television that like there's going to be, you know, higher and higher production values, more and more sort of like creative energy into, into creating things and piloting them. So, so we, we build a, a team ahead of time and we, we, you know, and we'll, we'll pilot the, you know, the, fir- the, the episode and we'll send it through a bunch of different iterations. We'll have, we have a bunch of people who, you know, who are highly trained editorially who listen through and offer suggestions and we'll go back and we'll tweak and we'll scrap and we'll redo. Um, meanwhile, we're paying the team to, to build it all that time, you know? So, so it, we, we, we sat down and sort of looked at it and it's like, it's a six month process taking a show from concept oh, wow. to, uh, to, to final execution. And it's, you know, and, and it's, 
that's scary because you know you can go through that six month pro- process and 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 still it. And, 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 yeah. and it can be it can be great and it also can still be you know it can still be bad you know yeah. even at the end of all that so so give um, us like a high just to give a sense of, of literally how much stake you have in the game before one organic listener tunes in so it's a six month process you're going for team pilot iterations yeah. edits is it I mean, is it like more or less, I, I don't know, is it more or less than a hundred grand? I mean, how much? It's, I mean, it's, I, I think it's, I don't know exactly what the numbers are in terms of like what the actual cost of, 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 of piloting, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, a hundred grand is probably a safe, safe to say that, it, you know, we're, we're spending at least a hundred grand. And, and you mentioned, you, you mentioned you've got a, oh, sorry, Alex, I cut you off. That's right. No, no. I, I was saying that we're spending at least a hundred grand before we even, before we're out the door with one single podcast. So when you think about producing a new show like Sampler, do you look kind of across uh, kind of other people telling stories in this format and then kind of pick that producer off from a different company and then have them own the show? Like walk us through how you give them ownership of shows. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, finding people who, who can, who can take something from, from beginning to end is, is, is a tricky business and and especially in sort of like the narrative journalism space that we're operating in primarily right now there's just not a lot of people who have really developed those skills for a long time um and partly that's because you had to be um there wasn't a huge financial incentive to get really really good at narrative audio (laughs) you know like there just weren't that many you know especially compared to like being a being a tv writer or being you know you know or, or uh um you know something else like in other types of media um, there, there was, there were just more job openings than a mm-hmm. narrative audio. So finding those people. So part of it is like colleagues that I, that I've known from my career in public radio who've, who've decided to come work at Gimlet. Like we've got some great people working with, for us that way. Um, and part of it is, is sort of like finding out other, you know, sort of listening to all the podcasts that are out there, finding people who have like a unique voice and sort of bringing them in and, and, and helping them develop something themselves. And so that was the, the approach we took with Sampler. We, you know, there's this, there's this woman who has uh, hosted a podcast that um, called for colored nerds that I, that I liked with her friend, Eric, and um, her name's Brittany Luce. And mm-hmm. um, we, we were fans of her podcast and we liked her, you know, we liked the way she sounded on the mic and we thought she was like, you know, had a great, you know, sort of like, you know, just feel on, on the air. Um, so you reach so out, you convince her to join you. Her and we said, you know, Hey, we're doing this thing. Would you want to be a part of it? And, and she, yeah, she happily agreed. So. And is the team all, is it remote or do you bring them all to Brooklyn? She was in Brooklyn and right now everybody's in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, that's one of the things that we're not sure how it's going to work once we get bigger. And once we start like having more remote teams, I think that, I think that's something that's coming. But right now, um, almost everybody's in Brooklyn. Our senior editor is uh, is sort of splits time between Minneapolis and Brooklyn. Okay. And you mentioned you kind of build these teams. Do you look at these as SWAT teams kind of on each show? Or do you have editors, for example, that that work on all the shows? There's some shared services across the shows, but for, by and large, the shows themselves are their own discrete units. So Reply All has, a, has, a, has, a, has its own staff. Uh-huh. Um, and then... And then there's an editor who sort of who listens to the, to each episode a couple times and gives notes and feedbacks. And that editor will also edit other shows. Um, and then there's a mixer who will also mix other shows. But in terms of the the staff that's actually producing the content, they're all uh, just just devoted to reply all. And are you measuring? I'm curious, ratio wise, do you know how many human hours it takes to produce, a, say, a minute of reply all? <laughs> I mean. You know, I mean, they, they release uh, 36 shows a year and there's a staff of six, you know, working full time. 
uh, you know, five, five full-time people and, a, and an intern. Just on, just on that show? Just, just on that show. Okay. Um, and, you know, and it's funny, like, I mean, in the world of podcasting, that's, that seems like a lot of people in the world of like, you know, sort of like premium public radio producing shows that I, that I come from, you know, at, at This American Life, there was a staff of, you know, I think I, it was over 10 people, you know, producing, you know, a little bit less content probably a, a year, um, or basically the same amount of content here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so, so you know, it all depends on the kind of story you're doing. And if you're, if you're, if you're going out, once you start adding reporting and scripting to the mix, it just, the number of Spans. people it takes just really, really, it's, and it's not like a linear expansion. It's sort of like a step change. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so, um, talk to us more about like tracking. So I'm looking at some of the folks that publish the revenue they're doing from podcast sponsorships uh -huh. and I'm going, and then I talk to some of the sponsors themselves cause they're, they're, they really want to come on the show and I, I don't have sponsors. And when I ask them like, well, how do you know if you're getting your money's worth? Alex, most of these people have no idea they're just going, well, we just know we need to be in podcasting. At some point, the market has to become efficient if podcasting becomes more mainstream. When's the tipping point? I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's like an efficient market. I feel like people are looking, there's two places you can look. There's, you can look in TV and you can look at uh, digital print journalism mm -hmm. and digital print journalism. The market has become very efficient, you know, so efficient that it like sort of like a challenge, the business models of a lot of these print publications, right? Like where it's just like, it's all programmatic and like, it's, it's down to, you know, um, and it's a, it's a very efficient market, you know, in television, it's still like Nielsen ratings and stuff, you know, Jeez. which are like, which are like way less efficient than what we have right now, at least in podcasting, you know, you know, basically you know, basically how many people listen, you know, that how many people have like downloaded it. And then, you know, from survey data and stuff. What like tool are downloads. you using, Alex? Can you just give a brain dump of all the tools you're using on the podcast? Oh, we just, we just, we just get the number of impressions from, we, we host, we've been hosting on SoundCloud. Okay. Uh, and we, you know, you SoundCloud gives you an, an overall number on, on how many, how many plays you've gotten. And the play includes a download, or it also includes like if somebody streamed it over, over Stitcher, and it also includes if somebody listened straight off the website or off of SoundCloud. So we get an overall measure of like all the places people are listening and, and where they're listening. It's not great. I mean, we wish we had way better data. We wish we knew like how long people were listening. We wish we knew like when they listened, all that stuff. Yeah. We, we don't know. Yep. Um, and, but, but I think, I mean, listen, like SoundCloud and you know, Libsyn. Uh, no, but I'm saying like on the advertising side, like oh. Mailchimp and SoundCloud, and all, I mean not SoundCloud, Mailchimp and um, Squarespace and all these um, Stamps.com, all these all these big time podcast sponsors. They've been doing it for years, mm -hmm. uh, and for them, especially for the direct response guys, like it's a it's a pretty straightforward math equation. Like, what does it cost to sponsor a podcast versus what do you get? How many people click the link and subscribe? And, um, and they wouldn't do it if it wasn't working for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're looking at it, they're looking at it very analytically and they keep doubling down on podcasting. So, so I think, you know, right now it's, it's the, the, it, for, for those guys, it works. And then for the brand people, like, you know, we're, we're getting, we're getting into the brand advertising space as well. Um, you know, we have some, some initial, you know, data that, that, that works well as well. When you say brand, you mean someone just investing in, again, just positioning versus a direct Position, return? Yeah. So like, like some of the bigger advertisers, like Ford, yep. you know, was an advertiser on season two of startup yep. and they're not, they're not looking to us. 
the same way that stamps.com is looking to us. Like they're not looking to us to get another Ford customer. They're looking to us as sort of like, a, you know, to get brand lift. To what, sort of like what is that? What is that to the extent you can? What does that contract look like? I mean, is that just hey, place? It's the same model, the CPM model. It's a contract. It's just sort of like we, we you know, we'll do um, basically our contracts are like, you know, do you want to you want to invest for the whole season? It's 10 episodes. Uh, we will guarantee this many impressions. Um, How many impressions do you guarantee? I, I don't remember exactly what the number was, okay. but it was some several hundred thousand per episode, yep. whatever yep. it was. Like, let's say it's 200,000 per episode or 250,000 per episode. And then, and then you give them some like, and then if it gets up to a certain range and then after that, like, cause part of the thing that's nice about like our podcast is that they have sort of a long tail. And so I still like people regularly are still listening to episode one, season one of startup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we do is we swap out ads and we can continue to monetize the art archive that way. So yep. we'll, we'll give people a window basically from this many impressions to this many, and that's what it'll cost you. And then if you want to go beyond that, then, then re up or we'll swap somebody else in. So full season reply, all guaranteed 250,000 impressions per episode. What's the cost? Uh, <laughs> you're really trying to hey, I, uh, Alex, I the top yeah. the top tribe comes after me if i don't ask the tough questions yeah. so i'm gonna I mean, ask you we I, I i we have said on the podcast that um uh i can't remember what we said come on just give me the new stuff give me the new data alex um no, I, I, I honestly like I, I, I don't I, I don't I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers myself recently, but, you know, it's it's it, you know, it's over a million dollars for the for the full just for one season, one show to 50, 250,000 ish impressions. I, I mean, if, if no, 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 if you're talking about like what what uh, what a what a uh, what a standard podcast is bringing in in ad revenue. Um, what if like what a sh- what a sh- what a show like like Reply All if it's got thirty six shows a shows a year at the audiences that it's doing which are about you know which are like somewhere close to half a million downloads per episode um, you know it's bringing in over a million dollars a year. Yep. Yep. Okay. That makes good sense. Alex, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. But when we wrap up, before we do that though, uh, where can people find you online personally? Gimletmedia.com. Uh, and, and obviously you can find all our podcasts on uh, iTunes. Uh, the podcasts are Startup, Reply All, Mystery Show, uh, Science Versus, Surprisingly Awesome, and the new one Sampler launches in a couple weeks. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. Very cool. Okay, Alex, pressure cooker is on. My heart is beating. You can hear through the microphone. Do you know what time it is? <laughs> what time is it? Look, Alex, you're so political. You're like, I have no idea what's next on the show. I'm just going to say, I don't know. <laughs> Alex, it's time for the famous five. Number one, Alex, what's your favorite business book? 
My favorite business book. Wow. Um, my favorite business book. Well, I'm reading uh, Creativity Inc., which I really oh, Ed like. Catmull, genius. Yeah. Love yeah. that book. Number two, is there a CEO, Alex, that you're following or studying right now? Um, no, I mean, just the, the old, you know, the old standards. Like, you know, that, uh, you know, I know this is like saying who's your favorite basketball player, Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, Steve Jobs and, 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 uh, <laughs> and Mark Zuckerberg are like, you sort of think about them all the time and sort yep. of like, I am always asking myself, like, what would they do? Even though I don't know if it necessarily applies, but that's sort of, okay. you know, what can you do? Fair enough. Hey, number yeah. three, is there a favorite online tool you have, especially in kind of in your world of podcasting? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, I, I, we would be lost without Google docs. Yeah. Uh, it's really that, I mean, I don't know if that even counts anymore. Um, we also use Slack, uh, which is also, you know, really, really effective for us. And before I ask question number four, Alex of the famous five, give, tell me about your situation. Are you married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, married with two kids. Yep. Okay. And how old are they? Uh, five and three. Okay. Wow. So yes or no, here's number four. Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No, no, (laughs) you wish. Yes. All right. And last question, Alex, um, how old are you today? I'm, uh, 49. Okay. So take us back. What would that be? 29 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, I wish my 20 year old self, uh, was, um, a little bit more um, patient with, with itself. Like I felt like I never, I I never felt older than I did at 25, Mm -hmm. you know? And I felt like I'm 25 and I haven't done anything with my life and it's all over. And, uh, and, you know, obviously that was crazy. Right. Um, So, uh, so I wish that I had like, like known that like, there's like, there's a lot of life after your twenties. A lot of of life after (laughs) twenties. Yeah. (laughs) very very good well top tribe there you have it from starting off at this american life co-founding planet money to now launching a media giant in gimlet just raised six million dollars and making well over somewhere around in a range one million bucks per podcast alex thank you so much for taking us to the top all right thanks a lot you bet okay top tribe i'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning and don't forget Before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. If you guys enjoyed getting inside Alex's podcasting mind today, you will love the episode yesterday with podcasting headliner, John Lee Dumas. He breaks down why he bought 20,000 freedom journals at 650 each and how he plans to sell them. 